Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. All right, talk show audience. I am in. Uh, who else is with us? Mark. Hello, Mark. How are you today? I'm doing good. Very cool. How did it go today? How did your quizzes and stuff go? Everything went well. Very good. Everything went well? Yep. Very good. Pastor, can I behave like a like like a teacher? Like an English teacher? What yeah, sure. Okay. Can you tell me that in a paragraph, how your day went? How my day went in a paragraph? Mark, can you tell us how your day went in a paragraph or more? Um, all right. How many sentences is to a paragraph? How many sentences? I don't know. I don't know that anymore. Four? Five. I believe it was five. There's five sentences to a paragraph. So I was very specific in asking you to tell me how your day went using more words than one. Like, it went well. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Aha. Yeah, but... Teenagers always give you one-word one answers. So can I tell everybody out there while we get everybody else um, uh, a funny story? Sure. For, four, for 14 years, I've been asking Mary the same question every day. And Mary is a second generation because I used to do this with Danielle. How did your day go? And I think, Marky, I've had this conversation with Rissa in your presence and in your siblings' presence. How did your day go? It was good. 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 For 14 years, getting the same answer, I told Mary, last night she made up for 14 years. It was the night before. She talked my ears off for over an hour. So I told her she made up for all 14 years in one night. Wow. <laughs> She had a fantastic evening. Mark, that's what I'm trying to get you to do. I'm trying to get you excited by when you begin to discuss how your day went, you begin to find out. Even sometimes when it's bad, you begin to find out just how much of God's goodness is on you. 
And it's not until you begin talking about it and thinking about it that you realize that. And when you give one-word answers like it was good or, you know, uh, okay, we sometimes rob ourselves of the goodness that God showed us in the day by concentrating on all the bad stuff. So that's why I said in a paragraph or more. Hmm. Doesn't the Bible that's a good say thing. the communication of your faith? That the communication of your faith, when you begin to talk about things, your faith comes into play and that's when you begin to hear. And that's when you begin to communicate faith. And sometimes you just need to start talking. Yes, it's a communication of your faith. What does it say? It's a communication, the acknowledgement of the communication. Solomon, it acknowledges what? Yeah. Confess. I know that it's Philemon. Yeah, chapter 11. Chapter 1, verse 6, or 111. I think it's 11, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's done. Okay, I was setting up my phone for a talk show all the way through. I think Miss Margaret wanted to know if it was today. I let her know. Yes. She says, are we on now? Yes, we are on now. Very good. Hey, Mark. Um, Nona says hello. Uh, All right, let me do this here. I got to look something up right here. Who else is with us? Me. Who's me? Mary. Hey, Mary, what's up? Congrats, girl. Thank you. I'm so happy. Yeah. Let me see here. Congratulations, Mary. Thanks, Mochi. Thank you, Auntie. All right. Who's on so far? Hi, Mark. Hi. You're willing to take the price for what it takes to be a great I apologize ahead of time. I'm, the, the trade-off with Mary was that we have to turn the TV off while we're doing talk shoe, and I'll go ahead and I'll cook her dinner. All righty. <laughs> so, what are we eating? Uh, well, well, I don't know about what you're eating, but me and Mary are having chorizo and huevos. That's the quickest yeah. thing I can think to cook. Yum. <laughs> but I'm not hungry. Do we have time for a testimony? Yes, we do. Let's go um, ahead and give a quick testimony. Oh, sorry, can't give it. It's not quick. <laughs> no, it'll be quick. 
Um, I shared uh, um, some information about a girl, Katrina Mantlin. Katrina was in prison, and her name is Lupi. And anyway, to make a long story short, she got life, and she's doing life in Chowchilla uh, Women's Prison. And when she did, when, when the crime happened, she was, I believe, just turned 18 years old, so um, they said it was premeditated, so that there was, she just got straight life. But anyway, I guess the law passed where they're now part, they're now overlooking or something the, like, juveniles that might have committed crimes that have not been in trouble and la, 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 da, da, da. So anyway, uh, she wrote me the other day and she told me that uh, she didn't even have to ask to go to the parole board, but it got overturned, and she only got 50 years. And, I mean, she's saying this like, wow, like she's getting out tomorrow. You know, that's how excited she is. But she's already done like 10, and then she's going to get that good time and all that because she hasn't done any. She was never a gang member. It was just uh, somebody killed her baby's father, so she went back like the next day and opened fire on that guy and killed him. So um, we had just been praying and, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, write to her, send her little girl stuff and try to send her some money, which I haven't been able to do so. Um, She was discouraged the last time we talked before this ever happened, but I guess she just, this just barely happened for me, and she sent me actually the the appeals letter or whatever that thing was that said that, you know, she said she's getting out in 2032, you know, and, and she put it like an exclamation, like she's like so excited. You know, she has that, her little girls now like about 10, and uh-huh. I just think that was so awesome, and I really believe that, you know, they're just going to be able to see her her case and just see that, you know, she didn't belong there. It was just, I mean, it was something that happened and, you know, that she'll be able to come home even sooner. You know, it happened for Katrina's other friend, this guy, that, you know, he was supposed to do life. He did like 18 years and then they turned it around and he just got out and he was serving God while he was in there. And so, you know... Things have happened for bigger criminals, you know, and uh-huh. and so I really believe that it could happen for her. So if we just keep Loopy in prayer for a miracle, and you know, I'd like to take a little collection for her. I don't know, little few dollars here, a few dollars there, to send uh-huh. her to send her for Christmas, and you know, so she could get herself some stamps. And you know, she doesn't really have a lot of support, but she does. She has told me that, you know, she, um, her little family is her family in her pod now. And, you know, she tells me that she sees elderly ladies that have been there already for years. They just die out. They die off. And, you know, she builds relationships with them and then they get so old and they've just been dying. And she says it's so sad because that's her family now in there. Uh And... But she's such a young girl, you know, she's only like 30, I believe she's 32 years old, and she was barely 18 when it happened. And she's so sweet. I mean, she was not gang member. She was just involved with the wrong guy, you know. And and 
But, you know, she met the Lord and she said, Margaret, if this was the best thing that ever could have happened to me and I met the Lord through this, then I'm going to accept that. But I was like, no, it's not even that. But, you know, she just is so excited that she's got, you know, have a relationship with the Lord in there. Well, praise the Lord. Well, definitely. If you, Amen. if anybody wants to participate with that on Sunday when you see Miss Margaret, then uh, you know we can put it in her hands and then that way give into this give into this uh, life in Jesus' name. So, Father, we pray for her right now. We thank you, Father, that you continue to reveal your will and purpose for her life, Father. That the, that the, that that Lord, that as you work into her, Father, your will and your purpose that you open doors that no man could open. This is the government of David, the key in the name of Jesus, and close whatever door man cannot close. So, Father, enter in to this situation now. Father, for you enter into all things, Father, to those that love you, those that are called according to your purpose, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mark. Yes, Mark. Okay, write this down. Psalm 118, verse 6. Uh, um, just, just write it down somewhere so you can look it up later. And then write uh, Psalm 56, 11. The Lord gave me those scriptures to give to you. Okay, wait, Psalm 56, 11. And what's the first one? Uh-huh. And then Psalm 118, 6. Okay, and and Psalm 118 is 6, Psalm 118 is 6 and 7. So just read those, just keep those, and uh, uh, I'll I'll talk to you about those later, but the Lord gave me those for you right now. So that's the way we can get on with with Talk Shoe. All righty. All righty. So who all's with us right now? Mary, Miss Esther, Mark, and who else? Miss Margaret? Well, let's get started. Earlier today, I sent out a text. And uh, a couple people answered. So a few people answered. And uh, we had, let me see, let me find it somewhere so I can read it to y'all. Um, said, Christ, what is he to you? Question number one. If you put your faith in him as Savior, wait, wait, wait. This. If you put your if you put your faith in him as Savior, then he is Lord. He is God. He is Master, Teacher, and you are loved by your Creator. You are hated by your adversary, the devil. Your sides are chosen. Which side is yours? Whose report will you believe? Do you carry the fire? And who do you live for? And I sent out this thing and said, there's four questions, talk to me. Well, we had a few people that answered, and they answered, they answered good answers. You know, I had some people that answer Christian light. Oh, he's my Savior, he's my Lord, he's my this, and I choose God. Well, that's, that's like surface living. That doesn't get you into any kind of depth. And yet others got deep and got talking about some things, but I want to I want to bring it out today because it's important for us to know. See, in these in these days that we're coming up in, and I know 
Esther and I were speaking about these things. These these days are coming into our new days. And and you might say, well, yeah, every day is new. No. In Christianity, for so long, things have been kind of the same. You know, there's the same challenges day in and day out. You know, uh, we deal with each other's issues, and that's good because we're supposed to. Because everybody comes, you know, with two eyes and two ears and, you know, their nose, a mouth, and issues. Everybody comes with issues. And if there weren't any issues, that means there's no devil. And I like what people used to tell Brother Hagen. Hey, uh, you know, he said, why don't you pray and ask God to take away all my, to take away all these issues and problems. And he said, well, I'm going to lay hands on you and pray that you die and go to heaven. He said, wait, why? Because that's the only way you're going to be free of these issues and problems. So everybody's got issues and problems. But the thing is that God allows you to go through them. He helps you go through them. He fills you with the information and with the weaponry to get through life. And a lot of times the reason, the reason why we go through issues in life is because we go unarmed through life. God, Jesus told us in this life we're going to tribulate. You go through changes. You're going to go through issues. And he says, but take heart. I will overcome. And then he said that my peace I give to you. He gives you the peace of God so that you that transcends all understanding. In other words, you can be in the midst of the stupidest stuff and you can be in peace. And because it transcends the understanding. Why? Because it's through faith that we enter in to understand. And so when life doesn't make sense, We have to keep walking through in faith, but in order to walk by faith, it's got to be, you got to know his word. So how many are with me right there? You got to know what he says in order to have faith in what he says, because you just can't have faith and say, oh, I have faith that everything's going to be good. Really? Then what are you based on? That's not, that's not God faith. That's not biblical faith. That's why in Mark eleven twenty two he says, have the faith of God. He tells you what kind of faith to have. Have his kind of, the God kind of faith. So he doesn't tell you have worldly faith. He doesn't tell you to have Buddhist faith. He doesn't tell you to have, you know, uh, Islamic faith. He says to have the God kind of faith, Yahweh, Jehovah, whatever you want to call him. He is God. And he tells you what kind of faith to have. And a lot of people don't like the fact that there is one way because it's his way. He's the way. He's the truth and the life. The good thing about God is that he allows you to be you. Now, if he allows you to be you, then he knows that you come, again, with two eyes, a nose, two ears, a mouth, and issues. How many have issues that are just yours? And, and everybody knows that because I'll tell you what, um, there are certain things, I'm a very patient person, but when it comes to certain things, I'm very impatient. But not everything, you know, people don't make me impatient. I, you know, people are, are people... And you get to know how they are, especially when you study human nature, then you can begin to say, okay, that, that person's just that way. I'm not going to take it personal. The people who take it personal say, well, don't be that way around me. They can't help it. That's who they are. And so what happens is then it's up to the person to stay away. But otherwise, what happens is, you know, everybody's got issues. Everybody's got problems. And you say, Pastor, is that what you're talking about? No. But the reason I'm saying all this is because so, many, so much emphasis is being placed upon the behavior that qualifies you for God's blessing. And it's not, God, it's not your behavior that qualifies you for his blessing. 
Pastor, how do you remember? For his blessing? Pardon me? What qualifies us for his blessing? I'm getting there right now. <laughs> how many remember a while back ago we taught about the the one son that the the father asked the son, hey, I need you to get X, Y, and Z done. Go out there and get these chores done. And he said, no, I don't want to. But later on, he went out and did it. But then he asked the other son, hey, I need you to get this done. And he said, sure, I'll go. And And he didn't do it. Now, the son that listened to his father was the son that continued to receive the blessing. But let me tell you this. Jesus said some things that are pretty strong because a lot of times we say, well, the only reason I'm serving God is I don't want to go to hell. Well, guess what? You might see hell because that doesn't qualify you. That doesn't qualify you because I've met people like that. And, and so that's not it because, see, Jesus at one point was talking about, about his kingdom. And he said that there's a lot of people that will say, hey, Jesus, I did I fed people in your name. I, I, I visited the prisons in your name. I did this, this, and that for you. And Jesus said, I don't even know who you are. Go right. away from me. Depart. And, and why was it? Because he said, you didn't do what I asked you to do. Now, a lot of people do things for God, but God didn't ask you to do those things. Therefore, there was no faith. Now, Hebrews 11:6 says, but without faith, it's impossible to please God. What, what was the blessing? The Bible says, I'm just going to go back to Abraham. I'm not going to go all the way back to Genesis, but just to Abraham. It says, through you, the nations of the earth will be blessed. What did Abraham do? He believed God. And he obeyed what he heard. He obeyed what he heard. The Bible said that David was considered a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he did everything God told him to do. Now, let me share with you. Man, I got to do everything God tells me to do. How many ever missed something that God asked you to do? But yes. how many repented? God, yes. when you repent, you're doing what he says. It's true. We all mess, miss it. But then when you say, God, I missed it, what does he say? You just confessed. You just said, okay. Then he goes, or let's, because you're still doing what he asked you to do when he, you say, I missed it. Because that's something he lifted in his word for you to do. Is to acknowledge that you missed it. And that you go back. It's called repentance. You change your mind. That's what that boy did when God, when the father asked him to do something. He said no, but what did he do? He repented. He changed his mind and did it. So many times God is not, God is not like earthly parents. Earthly parents have to deal according to your flesh. They just have to. I'm, I'm talking to young people right now. They have to deal according to your flesh, especially when you're growing up, because when you're growing up, you're stumbling through life. And when you stumble, <laughs> you don't like to be corrected. You don't even like, to, you don't even like it brought up. Nope. Mary, the amen in you, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> and what happens is you have to go through that because there's a promise attached to obeying 
those that have charge over you. The promise is that all will go well with you. If you walk around with attitude and you walk around in disarray and you walk around in thinking, you know what, I, got the, I, got, I know what I'm doing. I don't need to hear nobody say anything. That's, a, that's, a, that's an edge of rebellion. Now watch this. I'm not coming down on you and, and agreeing with parents because sometimes parents, parents can get stupid as well. Pastor, uh, that's, and why, I, and take, that's why the word tells us parents provoke not your children to wrath. Because right, parents sometimes can be parents very provoking. Oh, yeah, and sometimes parents don't know and sometimes they do. And sometimes parents stumble into a pile of cow manure and then they don't apologize for it. But what happens is the Bible still says that if you obey them, then you will, then things will go well with you. Amen. And many times you don't see it. And, I, and again, I taught young people for many, many years. And there were a lot of times parents would get mad with me because it seems like I was siding with our young people. I said, look, I teach one thing, you teach another. You teach them how to be model citizens. I teach them how to listen and obey. If they don't obey you, well, there's an issue. Yeah, but they said that you said that sometimes parents mess it up. That is true because I qualify as a parent, and I never, I didn't do everything perfect because what happens is you're not given a book that says you're going to be given a child that's hard-headed and is always going to lean towards rebellion, or you're mm-hmm. going to have a kid that is so mellow that he's going to be passive-aggressive. So it looks, it looks like he's obeying, but on the inside, he's disobeying. Uh, you're not given instructions on how to deal with that because we're, we're called to listen and to be anointed as parents and to listen to the voice of God. And we just got through saying that all of us miss hearing the voice of God. And so when I go back to this part where Jesus said, you, I didn't know you, depart from me. Why were those, why did he say then that you clothed me, you fed me, you did, and as much as you did it for the least of my brethren, you did it to me. Because everybody is called to do as he says. Not to do it all, not to pick and choose, but to obey him. There are certain things that we do just because it's, 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 it's um, common sense. You know, a lot of times, you know what, there was a time that Xavier was going to give money to this lady. And I said, don't give her anything. He goes, why? I, I said, okay. The Lord said, let him. I said, okay. And, and so she, he called her back to the car and he had some money he was going to give her. He was going to give her, you know, uh, some dollars. I don't know how much he was going to give her. And I said, tell her that it's from Jesus. And he goes, this is from Jesus. She goes, oh, now pardon my French. Oh, hell no, man. I don't want nothing. If it comes from him, I don't want nothing. And she walked away cursing his name. And he goes, why would you tell me to say that? I said, because God wanted, you, wanted to show you something. And, and I wanted to show you something. Is that when God says not to give something, don't do it. Because most people don't receive it in the name of Jesus. And... Uh, and so you found out this lady was possessed by demons, and she didn't want anything to do with that and cursed your name and cursed the name of the Lord. And so sometimes we want to do good things, but they're not always God things. And the blessing is attached to all the God things you do. And God does say, if you remember the poor, that, that he remembers you. He puts back into you exactly what you give to the poor. And that's part of giving. But he also wants you to hear his voice. And so this is why I'm talking about today, that if at the beginning part I said, if, G, if you receive Jesus as your, as, as your Savior, then he's your Lord. A lot of people don't like that word because it means that he's your boss. And 
he wants to <laughs> let's go to Romans twelve one. Because we forget all about this, you know? We really do. How many know that God knows everything? Yes. Yep, amen. He does. He knows everything. He knows your beginning and your end. And he doesn't want you to be in trouble. He doesn't want you to be in, in a hassle. He doesn't want you to... How many have ever gotten in trouble and it feels like you're in quicksand? There's no way out? Yeah. God will get you out. Yeah. How many... Oh, you know what I used to do? Oh, my God. When I was growing... When I was growing up, my mouth would get me in trouble. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I would step in the quicksand, and I wasn't thinking yet, but then my mouth would open up, and I'd say something more, and I was thinking. And then, I, and then because I got mad, I would say another thing. I was like Donald Duck. Have you ever seen Donald Duck when he gets really ticked off? He's and he just starts, and, and, and I would say, and, and except I would make sense because I was very logical and strategic in the things that I would say. And one day I was in an argument, and I, and I got into this thing with my, with my mom, and she was strong-willed. If you ever knew my mom, she was very strong-willed. And she was, even when she was wrong, she was right. And if I, I hated that because I knew I was right. Mm-hmm. I was right, and I knew it, and I, and I would sink further and further. And one day she was started up on this stuff, and I said, oh, my God, I've been down this road before. I said, Mom, Mom, shut up. Oh, my goodness. You know, I saw the words floating through the air. They reached her ears. I, in slow motion, I saw her face contort. She reached down for a shoe. She looked around for something to throw. And, she, and I was running out the door. And all kinds of things hit the door. I don't even remember what hit the door. I dove through the window of my car, started it up in one fell swoop and drove off and didn't come back for two days. Because <laughs> I knew that I wouldn't be able to talk to her for a couple of days. And in my pride, I even slept in my car for one night, which was crazy because it was winter. And I had a car that did not have reclining seats, and I had bucket seats in the front and bucket seats in the back. So it was like, where am I going to sit? So I did not even sleep well, but my pride kept me out. So I had to come back and make things right anyway. But how many have ever, how many youngsters have ever gotten into, how many young people have ever gotten into a place where your mouth gets you into big quicksand? And adults do too, man. I've I've seen guys that keep talk, keep talking, keep talk. You know, you're gonna fire you. Keep talking, boom, you're fired. And you know what I mean? It's like, I remember Shiloh one day. It was so funny. She was, she was mouthing off about something, and I told her, I said, look, you need to stop talking. You're gonna get put on restriction for every extra word you say. And she she said, blah, blah, to one, and she kept going to. She had seven days of restriction because she wouldn't stop. <laughs> and and all I wanted to do is stop till we got home. Don't say anything else till we get home, then we'll hash it out. One. And we kept going. And then the, the boys were been telling her, you need to just stop quiet. Yeah, but that, blah, blah. you know, okay, four, five, six, seven. You know, and finally she just stayed quiet. <laughs> and uh, so she had seven days. How many have ever gotten, had your words just take you deeper into trouble? This is adults and, and, and young people. How many? Is, am I the only one? Oh, yes. No, Pastor. I'm there with you. Multiple, many times. How can I say it? A multiplicity of times. Yeah. <laughs> my kid I'm used to earn. My kid used to earn extra rods. One more word. One more. One more spanking. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, Katrina, Katrina. I earned a bunch. Katrina just. I don't know. She likes those spankings. I think. Yeah, I'm Today, telling you. How many? 
How about, do I have any young people out there that, that have gotten themselves in trouble with their words? Yep. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, we do. You know what? I'm right there with you all, man, and it, and it gets tough. And, and this is why here the, 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 the Bible, within all its wisdom, it tells us to do something as we're living for God every day. And this is something I've got to, you know what, all of us have to. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice that are holy and pleasing to God. For this is the reasonable way you worship. Did you know that right living is worship to God? But watch okay. this. When you offer yourself to present your, the Bible says present yourself as a living sacrifice, you know what it is, is that a lot of people think this is all good works. No. Here's what it is. Let me, you really want to know what this means? Jesus yes. did one act in his mission. He believed God. You know why he believed God? Because God told him, you're going to, go, you're going to die, boy. You're going to go on that cross and you're going to bear the sins of the world. But don't worry. You're going, to, you're going to go to the earth, but I'm going to bring you back up. And he hung, literally hung his body on the word of God, the word of his father. And he Amen. hung his body on that cross yes. in obedience to what his father said, believing that he would bring him back. Now, what do we do when we present our bodies? We hang ourselves, not, not literally, but we place ourselves in that place of sacrifice because we lay the flesh down in order to trust him with everything else. Because if we trust him with everything else, because this is an act of faith, it doesn't mean that you do it because you've been bad or good, because he's already dealt with your being bad or good. That, that was put on Jesus. But literally when we trust God, we have to hang ourselves, the flesh, on his word, knowing that he's going to come through with what he said for us. Does that make sense? That's why it becomes your worship. That's why he said it's holy and pleasing, because you're setting yourself apart for him and his word. Amen. That's what we do when we follow him. He said this is the reasonable way you worship, by doing what? By believing him and denying your flesh. See, a lot of people say take up your cross and deny your flesh. Why do you take up your cross? Because you're trusting God on behalf of others. Yes. Yes, Pastor. Because you have to go, you go through God before you please another. In other words, watch. What we, my boss, my boss, I had a boss that was just truly unreasonable. And he was unreasonable. And, and many times he was wrong. Yet, I had to do things his way, but it wasn't the company way that I worked for because they hired him from another company. But yet, I had to do what he said, and I got into some, oh my gosh, I got into some crazy arguments where he told me, he was, oh my gosh, he, he was going to, this guy was, I, and I truly believe this, he was satanic, but I had to learn to know how to work with someone that was like this. Because he said, you know, on his license plate, he said that he serves the devil and all this stuff, you know. So anyway, what happens with this guy, I was, he, would, he was so mean that he would make other men pee in their pants when he would yell at them. That's oh. how bad he was. I had one yeah, of those. And, and he was like, oh, my gosh. And he was just, so I had to obey him through, by obeying Jesus. 
And one day the Lord, once I did that, and I, because we, we yelled it out one time. He was screaming in this store big time. And the other store, and he said, who is this? And he was telling me he was going to take a bite out of me. And, da, 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 and he was just going to. And, and then finally I, I, I said, okay, we'll, we, I'll do it this way, but I'm just going to let you know. And, 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 and so I did it. And I had to really seek the Lord. And the Lord said, no, that when you work for someone, you work as you're working for God. I said, okay, I'm going to do it your way. And then as I was going this way, and it would, oh, my God, it was like sandpaper every time I'd, I'd obey him. I had to, I, I say, I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting. One time the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to ask him the seven things that he wants from you and your team and that you'll never have issues with him again. And so he came into the store one day. Because we were number one. He would pat us on the back and, and yell at us and tell us how messed up we were. And, and how ugly we were, and even though we were number one, we were, you know, we were just the scum of the earth. And, and then he patted me on the back and said, all right, Rosal, let's just go to lunch. I said, oh, I don't want to go to lunch with you. It's like, asking, it's like the devil asked me to go eat with him, you know. And I was like, all right. And I went, and, and he, we, I asked him the question. I said, hey, if you, if you, you know, you're going to – and then he wanted to make – our store was so good, he wanted to make our store his headquarters. And so he uh, – I, I, the Lord told me to tell you, ask the seven things that he wants done every day and we'll never have issues again. He smiled and he goes, I like the way you work. And so we had seven things that he wrote down on a piece of paper that if we had them done, he'll never yell at anybody in our store. And, and guess what we did? Even though they were crazy requests, we had all seven things done for him every time. In our store, we never had an issue with him again. And, and then the next meeting yeah. I had, I was promoted. I was promoted away from him. And so I was his, his peer after I was promoted. So when we, when we offer our lives as a living sacrifice, purpose to live off his work. You guys got to excuse me because um, one of the kiddos is coming back and I, and, uh, I've got – hold on. Let's, let's put it on hold just a minute. And so – but that's part of offering your body as a living sacrifice is to do it his way and to do it in faith. Because if we don't, then we're still doing it our way. And God doesn't get to enter into um, our camp to fix things. Uh, and, he, and he will through mercy and through different things. But to offer your body as a living sacrifice is how we live by faith. That's how you live by faith every day. And then he tells you don't conform yourself to the world, but continually transform by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our minds and determine God's will, what is proper and what's pleasing? We do it his way. And the hard thing is, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes we have the most unusual things that come our way, but we do it God's way, and he shows up. That's part of making him Lord. It's not that he wants to, to cause your life to be miserable. He wants your life to, be, to, to produce, to bear fruit, to have the best to have your prayers answered, to have all the things that you desire because he gives you the desires of your heart. This is what God, but part of that is to lay aside your life and to obey those in authority. Yes, he, he always gives us those answers is to give, obey those in authority. And, you know, even our president, as much as I disagree with what he's doing, I've got to pray for him and love him. And, you know, I've got to refrain from speaking things that I don't want because then and only then will God be able to move on my behalf. 
Now, yeah. I mean, how, is this making is this making sense to some of you today? Absolutely, Pastor. Yep. And so, you know, this, I wasn't going to stay on this part long, but I wanted to make sure that we understand what it is to live by faith because in this in this appointed time, people used to call it dispensations. In these appointed times, God is is really you know before people used to talk about we're going to live by kingdom principle. It's not it's kingdom principle is attached to living according to his word to promote and live within the context of his kingdom to, so that we can have heaven on earth. Not so that we can live like heaven, but so that we can have a piece of heaven wherever we're at. So that we can begin to establish, just like the kingdom of uh, God, David's kingdom and Solomon's kingdom were physical kingdoms that had a representation of heaven on earth. Where, where the Bible says about Solomon's kingdom that his enemies were all at peace with him for a time. Imagine to have heaven where you don't have any opposition and where systemic poverty is eliminated and people were walking in divine health during that time. It's an amazing thing to see that thing happen. But a lot of times, can I tell you something? I like to eat spicy foods. And I like to have certain chiles with my meal. And what happened was today, I took a bite of something that I like. And you know what? Sometimes we like the spice because it takes you to, an, to the edge. You know, I like to go see how far I can go. Well, today, man, I've been into this thing, and I think I crunched some seeds. And it just tore me up, just one side of my mouth. And I was eating stuff I normally don't eat. I thought, oh, my gosh, let me put some sour cream. I don't like sour cream. But I've heard milk does it because I tried iced tea and made it worse. You know, I thought, oh, let me try a chip. Let me try this. It didn't make – nothing was helping, you know. So I put some sour cream and it and that was there on the plate, and, I, and it helped me out. But I'll tell you what, a lot of us like our life with a little bit of spice. Life isn't fun if it doesn't have a little bit of evil with it. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about out and out devil evil, but how many know what I'm trying to talk, say right here? Sometimes we just have to live on the edge, and sometimes life isn't fun unless there's a little bit of, the only way to say it is a little bit of evil with it. <clears throat> How many here within the sound of my voice understand what I'm saying? I do, Pastor, but I do have to admit that <laughs> I'm doing everything I have to do to get out of that mode because I oh, don't yeah, want anything definitely. that God doesn't want for me. But at the same time, too, I want everything that he has already given me. Right, exactly. But isn't it something that sometimes that human nature just loves to take things right to the edge? Yep. Yep. How many know that? How about how are you, Mary? Do you know that? Yep. How about you, Mark? Do you know that? Yep. It's all of us. Now, you don't need to condemn yourself for that, but you have to always pursue. And how do you pursue this? It says by don't not being conformed to the world, but continue to allow yourself to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Get in the word. Determine what God's will is for you, how it's proper, pleasing, and perfect. Now, let me just start out with saying this, and then we'll go move to the second part. Life is not fair. How do you know life isn't fair? That's right. Life isn't fair. Now, it's I'm not, not going to get mad about it. It's in the kingdom of God. Justice There's and no, righteousness. 
That's right. Uh, when I, one of my, well, the things that my kids would grow up, they'd say, that's not fair. And I said, there's no such thing as fair. There's only what his word says. And what his word says is right. And they would get so mad with me because they wanted fairness. There is no such thing as fair. While there's a devil loose, there's no such thing as fair. Uh-huh. And there is, there is justice. And if you get on God's side and you stay on his side, he will show you how just he is and he'll back you up. Amen. He definitely will back you up. I am old enough now to know because I had to let go of things because I wanted justice. But I wanted, I wanted to call the shots and I <laughs> wanted to see justice done my way. You, you understand what I'm saying? That's what the, that's what the flesh wants. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to trust God because... I understood how merciful he was with me, and I didn't want them to taste that kind of mercy. Am I the only one that's been there? Nope, that's true. You know, and and if I like, I'll, there was this this lady used to always get, she used to get me kind of mad, and she'd say, "I'm glad you're not God. I'd be in hell already." And I and I and I would. I would just look. I would just look because I, I would be mad, you know, about something. And I said, "Oh my gosh, this lady's too much," and it would get me to think. I said, "Well, that's true. Maybe I, maybe I am just, you know, a tad too too hot-headed about certain things." But, but you know what I mean. And and a lot of us get this way. But when we offer our life as a sacrifice to do it God's way, that's what it means. That you know what you hang your you hang your body on the cross and you trust God, just like Jesus did. That's why you hang your body on the Word. And and you know who gave me that statement because I don't want anybody to think I, I made that up. Dr. Scott used to say, you know what? I hang my body on the word of God every day, living by faith, knowing that his word will produce in me what he wants, knowing that God will produce in other people what he wants. And I lay my body on that cross that I might, you know, see, and we're called to live on the other side of the cross. But yet, in obedience, what it says here, to make your body a living sacrifice the way Jesus did. He laid his body on the cross to be a living sacrifice for us. And then he died, and he went into the, the, the bowels of the earth. He came back up the third day because God's word is true. That's why it says if, this, if he never came out of that, that tomb, then we live all this stuff in vain. But he did come out. I studied that resurrection. He came out. 500 witnesses saw him. And we are to be a living testimony, but I want you to understand that when you live for him and you, and, and you make him your Savior, he becomes your Lord. And he never calls you to live above and beyond what you know of him. In other words, he'll never call you to live beyond the light you possess. You might think you know things about God, but if they're not something that you do in faith that's based on his word, then he never knew you. But if all you know is that Jesus saved and you're saved, then that's what you live until you learn something more. Then you're accountable to the things that you, that you learn. And, and so then you live in the light according to the light you possess. I want to be all that God. How many of you here want to be all that God wants you to be? Amen. Just like Miss Esther was talking about. She wants everything that God has for her, but she knows that on the other side of that, the promises of God, he promises immense prosperity. He promises immense blessings. He promises that all the work of your hands will be blessed and that you will bless others. And, and see, you, you, can't, you, 
you've kept, he said that we can reign in life with Jesus. In other words, if you reign in life, that means you rule by your actions. What yes. you do as you reign is that you're a king and you carry yourself as a king and you reign. But then you rule is the things that you say out of your mouth, the things that you release with your hands. All that is an aspect of ruling because you reign as a king in this life. And so there's benefits. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. How many know that we don't want to forget his benefits? That's right. And so I want to leave you with that today, that as we hang our bodies in faith, it's a difficult thing to because we're trusting him the way Jesus did. You hang your body on the word that he gave you. And he never expects you to live beyond the, the light that you possess in his word. So don't try to live beyond what you know, because a lot of times we think that God wants things. No, you've got to know. And he doesn't call you to account for things that you do not possess. So quit going outside the realm of faith by living outside of the light that you possess. And so, see, this stuff's speaking to me as well, and I'm speaking some things by the Holy Spirit because God wants you to be settled because that's what Abraham, he didn't get to the fullness of the promise that God had had for him. He didn't see that promise fulfilled. But the Bible says that he lived a life that was settled. And you've got to settle in your life, what you possess now that's in him. But never, never, never be content, but always strive and stay hungry for more. See, we can have contentment in him for what, in that settled life like Abraham, but Abraham obeyed him at every step. David said he was, that he had a heart after, uh, that he was a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he, he did what God told him to do. See, and, and Moses was a friend of God. They would talk like a man talks to another man because they had that relationship. And so all of us can, can strive to be like these heroes in the Bible, but they were people just like you and me, with same frailties like you and me. And God didn't curse them because of their frailties. But anyway, yeah. after 9 o'clock, did you all get anything out of this today? Amen. Yes. All right. Well, Father, I pray as we release the blessing to each one that they hear the word, Father, and obey. That, Father, I pray that each of us heard that aspect of what we needed to hear from you. And, Father, I pray that as we honor you, as we live for you, that, Lord, on the other side of trusting you is the blessing that you have for each of us. So, Father, thank you for the empowerment that is the blessing. Thank you for the abilities that is the blessing. And thank you for equipping us to be able to do everything you've asked us to do. Father, I pray for favor among our high school students at, at school. Father, that you give them the ability, Father, to accomplish all that you have for them in Jesus' name. Hey, guys. Thank you for joining us. Love you guys. And I, com and I command the enemy to cease his assignment against you. In Jesus' name. We'll talk to Amen. you soon. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.